2: Hey, what's up? Merry Christmas, gang. Welcome in Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. Text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live in Green Bay, buddy. Merry Christmas. Tim, how you doing?
0: Merry Christmas, Clayton. Glad to be here. Game day. I love it. Christmas Eve game day. Love it. Go Pack, That's go. Sure.
2: Yes, sir. We just got some news breaking. Jen, first one in the chat with it says Jai is playing today. She said inactives. We'll, we'll hit on that in a second. But Jen broke the news first. Donald came in second and said Jai active. Let's go. So Jair Alexander gonna hey, be playing today. Can we one get one a? Them, can go. we get a Jair? Huh? You know what? We need one of those just to kind of kick things off. Huh? A- That's one what I'm today. talking
0: about. White jersey day. Let's go.
2: Actually, let's play the whole thing. Huh? Took it down the sideline,
0: turned over with my guys, gave the football
2: to a little kid wearing 23. <laughs> <laughs> love it. love it. Sometimes you just need the whole video. Let's talk about the inactives real quick, Tim. And appreciate everybody in the chat. Good to see you all in here. I swear the, the fact that we're uh, doing a show on Christmas Eve and we got this many people watching is just absolutely awesome. So uh, Matt Schneider tweeted out, Jair Alexander is active. He returns after six games sideline with a shoulder injury. Alexander playing in his hometown of Charlotte for the first time since high school. Uh, A.J. Dillon will also play with a broken thumb. You heard Matt LaFleur kind of talking about that earlier in the week, so that's exciting stuff. The bad news, uh, Christian Watson out, Jaden Reed out, Devondre Campbell out, Darnell Savage out, Caleb Jones out, Brenton Cox Jr., and then Rochelle, of course. Um, The big ones to me, you know, listen. I'm not trying to say Devondre Campbell isn't a big loss. I'm simply saying with the shape he's been in here lately, let me try to get this lighting right here. It's driving me crazy. Um, with, uh, with the shape he's been in here lately, obviously not being able to play at full capacity or, or you know, to his full uh, ability, I should say, um, you know, it's probably a good thing. You kind of you kind of go without him for a week or two and, and let him get right, man. The fact that he's been out there playing hurt, kudos to him anyway. But Watson and Reed, Um, Watson, we've kind of come to uh, – We've learned how to, to work without him, right? Reed's the big one. Reed's a big part of this offense. But we were talking about earlier in the week, Tim, and I and I mentioned this to you offline there just a second ago. Uh I would love to see Tay Wicks as a number one receiver, man. Give him give him the majority of the touches. Let's see if he's legit that guy, if he is that dude. And he's probably gonna get his opportunity today with Jaden being out, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is gonna be um an opportunity for a couple of guys. We see Bull Melton uh moved up the list. Uh I believe He's going to be active today as well. Uh, Malik Heath is another guy I'm watching, but yeah, look for this offense as far as our wide receivers. It's, it's going to run through uh, uh, Tay Wicks and uh, Rome today. So um, you know, I hope these guys are ready to roll. I, I smell a big game coming from Tay Wicks, and uh, should be fun, fun to watch, man.
2: <laughs> Love the chat here. We got uh, Let's see here. We've got in the chat. Jen Rot says, "Merry Christmas, game day." Derek says, love the sweater, Tim. It's just kind of mixed reviews on the sweater, Tim. I gotta be honest.
1: We got Derek <laughs> K
2: says, Love the sweater, right? Jen said, Need that swagger. And then Doug comes back and says, Tim sweater's giving me a seizure. Looks like a test pattern. <laughs> I can see that.
0: Did you see <laughs> Nick Nick McSwain's uh to, um comment? I don't know if you want to put it up on there, but it's pretty funny.
2: <laughs> Those are usually the best one. Oh, I see it now. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> probably need to hold off on that one, Nick, but I can appreciate the uh <laughs> Appreciate the enthusiasm there, my friend. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool, man, to see these these young guys kind of kind of get out there together. As Doug points out here again, Watson and Reed out, need Dobbs to resurface, Wicks to continue stepping up, Heath obviously uh, glad for Melton, and Torre, I think Torre is going to play. Um, yeah, Doug, I could see that. And, Tim, you pointed out in the chat, someone said it's going to be the Bo Melton day, right? I know Jen mentioned it here. Someone earlier mentioned it too. Would they say, Bo Melton legacy game? Is that right? Yeah, Bo
0: Melton legacy game loading.
2: There you go. <laughs> So we'll uh, we'll see how it all plays out, man. It should be fun though. Uh, the, the games will be played there in beautiful uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. If you guys have never been, it's an awesome city. This is kind of their stadium setting. You see the background pick. just really cool. On the field, you can see that tall building. Um, beautiful city. Been to Charlotte several times. Really cool place. Mandy was trying to drag me out there for this one, and I I fought it because I this is what I wanted to do, man. I want to sit here and talk ball with you guys pregame, and uh, I love it. And approach it that way. We'll have shout you-
0: to our our buddy Bobby too. Bobby Anderson, row one at the game today. I don't know if you saw. He posted. Uh, he grabbed some tickets last minute. Nice. So shout out to Packer Bobby. He'll be uh, look for him on TV. I'm sure we'll see him a, a few times today. So Heck
2: yeah. There always go.
0: representing go by bo- go Bobby go
2: <laughs> yes sir yes sir let's uh let's go ahead and do some housekeeping real quick while we're waiting on Jacob just want to say that today's show um is sponsored by the official sportsbook of Packers Total Access Live which is BetUS appreciate them jumping on board with us uh, their line on the Packers Panthers game last I saw <clears throat> the Packers were four point favorites the over under is set at 38 and a half and uh one of the bets that we were mentioning, um, according to PFF, had the highest edge rating on their uh, on their you know kind of their preview, their green line preview of the game is Tommy Trimble, the tight end for Carolina. They're saying they're suggesting take the under on one and a half receptions. Okay, um, again, you you, sh- you make your own decisions. Don't take anyone's advice, whether it's PFF, BetUS, me, anyone. You know, do your own research. And, uh, boy, that's, that sounded political, didn't uh, Do your own research on that and uh, and see if that bet makes sense for you. As always, don't ever bet anything you can't afford to lose. If you go to BetUS, you'll see down here in the lower right, second from the bottom, Tommy Trimble under one and a half receptions, a plus 142 bet. You could couple that up with a couple other things to put together a parlay. BetUS allows you to do that. Again, that's BetUS, America's favorite sports book, uh, celebrating their 30th year in business since 1994. Appreciate them jumping on board, becoming the official sports book of Packers Total Access. If you guys will click on this YouTube link you'll, or this YouTube video, in the description, you'll see a link. If you click on that link, that will take you directly to BetUS where you can register for free as a customer. And by using that link, it supports this show and put us and better standing with BetUS. Again, BetUS official sports book of Packers Total Access. Tim, what's how you feeling, man, as we kind of go into today and get ready for this uh this game. Um I you know i d I've seen mixed mixed reviews across the board really. You know, there's you're always going to have those those big heads on TV that that wanna, you know, sit here and pretend like, oh, it's a slam dunk win for this team, a slam dunk win for that team. You know, we were on the opposite side of that obviously against Kansas City. And then we were on The negative side of that when it came to the New York Giants, you know, everyone picked the Chiefs to beat us. We went out there and took care of business. Everybody picked us to beat the Giants. The Giants went out there and took care of business. How do you see this one today, man? What's you ain't got to make a score prediction, but just maybe what's the key to the game? What's the first thing that comes to mind?
0: This defense has got to bounce back. I mean, I hate to state the obvious Um, and I feel really good despite what we just talked about. You know, we can't you know, overstate what what the loss of uh, Jaden Reed and, and, and Christian Watson here missing another game does to our offense. Uh, but this is going to hinge on the D. I really believe that, you know, Carolina's got a, you know, first-year starter of their own. And um, I think if our D can uh, get some pressure, make him make some mistakes, we can get three and outs and uh, keep feeding Jordan Love and that offense the ball, I think we come out with a win. Um, this D's got to get right. They do. And this is a perfect opportunity to do it. We got guys banged up, but as we see, we've got uh, some that are coming back. Um, I feel good about the D today. And uh, I think that's going to be the X factor. Um, I will say this as a whole for the whole team, uh, after dropping these last two games, I, I would like to believe and I do believe that there's no way this Packers team is taking Carolina for granted. The rec- you are not your record in this league. We talk about any given Sunday. I'm confident that this team is not going to take this one for granted. I think they took the Giants for granted, and I, and I think they took that home game against Tampa for granted too. So I, I don't see them making that mistake again. I think we go down here with a focus. Drake Campbell made reference to the game plan earlier this week. He said they they like the install. They, they feel good about what's going on here. Granted, he's not playing, but... If this defense is ready to roll, I think we're in business with a win. Yeah, I'm not going to do a score prediction. Hopefully we're not in for another nail-biter. It would be <laughs> nice to just shut shut them Panthers down and just boat race them. But, um, you know, I think this one's going to hinge on the defense. I really do.
2: Yeah. Mike Evering, thank you for the super chat. Buddy, Merry Christmas. Good to see you in here. Um, he said, how are we feeling if the defense gives up 24 today? If the defense gives up 24 today, I don't feel good at all about it. You yep. know, my kind of rule of thumb is that 20 mark. I feel like if you hold a team to 20 points or less, the defense has done their part. Unless, of course, you've got one of these defenses that's supposed to be a top-five defense, right? Nobody's ever looked at the Packers' defense, I don't think, in the last three decades. said That's a top-five defense. So, you know, the the rule of thumb is kind of keep it under 20 and you should have a chance to win. In my opinion, if you keep them under 20, you lose. It's probably because the offense didn't do their part. They're turning the ball over, that type of thing. The turnover differential is what's more important to me rather than how many points – The the you know, how many uh, prediction points you should say uh, the offense is going to score or how many they're going to the defense is going to give up. Uh, Protecting the football is going to be absolutely huge. And and that timely possession change there around halftime and the momentum you create going into the second half. One of the things that didn't get talked about a lot last week because it got buried underneath the horrible defense play was the fact that we come out in the second half. You know, the everything worked where we get the first possession of the second half and you're looking to kind of, okay let's flip the momentum. Three and out, right off the bat, bang! If I remember correctly, I think we passed on first down too, which set up that three and out. And it's like, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Oh boy, we will probably losing this game." Yeah, um, because you just can't do that. You can't, you can't come out in the second half after you're already losing the middle eight, and uh, and, and and you know, especially with the defense struggling the way they were, and just go three and out, go flat like that. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, Mike. How are we feeling if the defense gives up 24 today? If we give up 24, I'm pretty sure we lost. That's just my opinion. So, um, hopefully we can keep it around that 20 mark a little less. Getting job back, like you mentioned in the chat too, Mike, um, you know, it's got to help. Absolutely, it's got to help. Earlier in the season, we were worried, Tim. We were like, man, I don't know some of these guys coming back, is that going to upset the chemistry on defense because the defense was playing well, right? And, uh, you know, they were holding it together, I should say. Um, We'll we'll let Jacob get settled in there before we bring him in. but. uh, you know we were worried about it, but now when you, it's because Carrington was playing so well. Look at Jacob with the hat on, my man. Yeah, the,
0: the beard is here. I love it. <laughs> we there were, it goes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. I love it.
2: So we were Goodness. we were kind of concerned about Ja coming back and some of these guys coming back and will upset the chemistry. Well, since then, Ballantyne and Ballantyne have just. I mean, it's according to PFF. If you put stock in that, Um, again, you you've seen different mistakes, whether it's not lining up at the right depth, you know, Valentine making that uh, making that uh mistake, uh Valentine missing tackles, you know, on the edge. I know corners aren't supposed to be big tacklers, but man, you gotta you gotta be able to protect that edge um, when they're running the football too. So um yeah, Mike, I, I think it's I think it's huge that Jives back seeing how those other guys have been playing kind of bad here lately. So uh and uh, Derek K. points out their defense is very strong. There's no two ways about that. Um that's definitely the strength of their defense. I know many people were saying that we want him as a defensive coordinator when they when they get rid of the whole coaching staff. I was – I try to listen to what people say who might have a little bit of insight. Not that it's a guarantee, but you guys know Mike Wall was on the show, right? And Mike, when I mentioned, yeah, there's – I've heard people talking about, you know, the Packers uh, possibly hiring um, the Panthers DC. And he went, he ain't going to be available. And I was like, like yeah, they're going to keep him in, in Carolina. And I fr- I'm sitting there going. We're everybody's just making this assumption that the new head coach, whoever it is, and it may be him, right? Uh, Everrow, however you say his name. um, If maybe he becomes the new head coach and if he doesn't, you know, you may have, the owner may make a decision. People go, well, the owners don't have, they don't really focus that much. Tepper does. <laughs> David Tepper, he is embedded into that team. So I could see it being something like, hey, look, we want to keep you as the DC. Let's bring someone else in. So then it would take that guy getting offered a head coaching job because the Panthers couldn't block that lateral or they they uh another team can't make a lateral move they and they can't block that that quote unquote uh, uh what do you call it promotion if you will so that makes sense Jacob what do you think about this game man going in dude I know you just just got filled up on breakfast first of all what'd you have for breakfast I need to know that.
3: oh man I went to a place called Big Guys Barbecue and it's it's really good. They have a breakfast um I just got a regular breakfast sandwich but they have these thick like I'm talking quarter inch, maybe half inch thick cut bacon, candied bacon. Oh, it's the best thing ever. Oh, so, so good. But I did feel like I'm, I'm about to uh, deliver it back up because I ate it too fast. And then I ran here too fast. And then I, I had to stop and get gas on the way home. And then I ran up the flight of stairs to get here. And it's there's a chemistry experiment going on in my, butt, in my belly right now. So we'll see how that works. Uh, I did wake up this morning and I felt initially like, all right, we got this. And then I listened to Ryan's podcast. (laughs)
2: What what did Ryan say, man? Give me the give me the gist of it. I've been running around breaking
3: breaking down about the fact that you look at the Panthers in general. I think they're ranked, you know, very um, low on both ends of the ball, offense and defense. But it was misleading on the defensive side of the ball because basically they rank low in a certain amount of aspects, but they're on the field quite a bit. And they, um, I believe, they were like the fourth, had the fourth uh, most plays per drive if i remember that stat correctly so they're not go doing three and outs but the thing is is they're not very great at um, finishing when they get in the red zone obviously with their quarterback they don't really they're not they're not consistent they're kind of all over the place but they they do have talent and they do have the ability to to hit you if you're not um on your game and people are looking at it like oh well you know they're not as bad as the giants they're better than the giants guys and we saw what the giants did to us so i just have yeah. this weird feeling i don't want to you know Wish it into existence or anything but i just bryce young breakout game i don't want to see it but and with all the injuries didn't we have like 19 people on yeah it was uh, crazy. man. Yeah. so like at what point i don't know if you guys have talked about it but at what point after this year do we start looking at the, the strength and conditioning coach or whoever like, what is there a certain position or title that this could you could hang that blame on, or is it just the fact that people get injured? I mean, I don't know, man. It just so, seems Jake, you better
2: you better watch yourself there, buddy, because uh, there were people talking about that halfway through the season, and the gatekeepers came out and said, "Oh, come on, now we're gonna start calling out the training staff." Like, we can't have a conversation about it. Like, I mean, you look up a third of the roster, bro, is is on is on the injury report. You know, it's got to be it's got to be one of three things. One bad luck, definitely could be it. Two, the way they're practicing, the things they're doing is putting their bodies in a bad position to stay healthy. Or three, the training staff maybe isn't up to par of other training staffs across the league. You know, maybe it's a little bit of all three. Could be right. Uh, maybe it's just two of the three. But it just cracks me up that you're not allowed to talk about stuff like that. It's like you're not allowed to you're not allowed to compare Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre. You're not allowed to compare Matt LaFleur to being a top 10 uh, head coach all time because of the winning percentage. You're not, there's a number of different things that those gatekeepers come out. Like (laughs) little people listen. We'll, we will let you know what you're allowed to think. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, just drives me nuts. Absolutely. nuts. So anyway, let's do this real quick. Packers on Christmas Eve. Let's go through a little history here, gang. If, if we will here, Uh, let's see. This was, I think, uh, Mike Spofford wrote this on Packers.com. He said, Green Bay, if you're looking for some good vibes heading into the Packers' visit to Carolina this weekend, consider this. Green Bay has won seven straight times on Christmas Eve, and some of those wins have turned out to be rather significant. The first such game wasn't, though. The Packers' inaugural appearance on Christmas Eve was in the 1972 NFC Divisional Playoff at Washington, which didn't go well. But since then, Green Bay has gone from 0-1 to 7-1 in games played on December 24th. I went on to read the article, really cool article there, wrote by Mike Spofford. And uh, he went on to talk about um, you know the 2000 matchup where they won in overtime. Ryan Longwell actually kicked a game-winning field goal um, there in 2000. There were some really, really cool matchups. I'm going to tell you another uh, Christmas Day performance, too. And it actually came on the defensive side of the ball. This was one of my favorite in, in recent past here. So, or recent history, I should say. Uh, let's just roll the tape. We've actually got it here for you guys. <laughs> my man. Now, some of you guys are going, man, that happened fast, Clayton. I know it did. So, let's do this. Let's go to the Telestrator real quick, gang. Let's look at this. Let's break this thing down. All right, this is 2006, Mr. Fiddles. All right, Mr. Fiddles, you're gonna know we're gonna you're gonna notice him here coming to the frame. You see our guy opening his present, getting way too excited. First of all, I want you to look at how the defense rallies around the ball right here. Notice it's not just one, but look how they square him up here, right? You got his boy Bojangle on the left. Look at it's Fiddles nice on edge the right. Contain.
3: Nice edge contain.
2: It, oh yeah, look sets the edge, and you get him focused on a couple of different things here, right? The present, you got him focused on. On, uh, on the dog, and right here, watch Mr. Fiddles. Watch him square up. Notice, you know how Mike Wall talks about how we arrive at confrontation determines how we handle confrontation. Look how he arrives at confrontation, squares up, goes in, bang, right here. Look. <laughs> Some would say that's horse collar. No, he he attacked oh, from the no, front. No. This is totally legal. Look at it's the totally pad level. Legal. Look at the pad yeah. level. Beautiful pad level. Are you kidding me? Look at this, dude. Wraps up. Watch him finish right. this right. tackle strong. Notice, too, right here. Notice how he drops the package. Look, see how you separate the ball from the ball carrier here. Uh, they need to show this at twelve sixty-five in the meeting room. This is how you tackle guys right here. Look at it. Now I don't know. I don't know what's going on right here with our boy Mr. Bojangle. Watch him. He's just going to kind of. Oh, I don't need that ball. Let me get out of here. This got ugly quick, right? Finish strong, and then of course right here, let's go to the box score. You go to the box score, Tim. You got one, two, what, three, four, five, six, seven. I would call that eight, nine, ten. We'll count that as three. And this right here is probably worth about five. I mean, look at this! Look at this damage this cat did, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely going to have a high PFF grade when it comes to tackling, no sure. doubt.
2: An elite tackle grade. And again, man, when you roll it back, the way he squares up right here, this is this is what you call gap integrity, right? Watch him be patient too. Watch him rock right here. He squares up. He's like, okay, go ahead and make your move, big dog. <laughs> Bang! Finish nope. strong.
0: And, and notice he, you know, it was a drop hip tackle. I mean. I mean, he did drop the hips there. So I know he they're did. trying to get rid of that hip drop tackle, but uh, I don't know. It was pretty good technique there.
2: In my it was level. totally, totally legal in 2006. Totally <laughs> legal in 2006. So, um, yeah, we actually heard him, too, uh, during the, uh, the post-game presser. i really we go. excited. And the next minute, you know, I'm laying on the floor hurting. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. So just want to give a shout-out. One of my favorite Christmas uh, Christmas performances there. To the defensive side of the ball that's mr fiddles 2006 christmas mvp right there let's give get a tip cap to him man great performance there one of the all-time performances so um i thought this was cool too check this out match and said he got his charlotte lift driver scouting report on the way to the stadium three bullet points bryce young good guy too short <laughs> panthers defense is poopy and uh Fire the front office. Sounds oh. like, sound like a Green Bay fan there. Oh, you? <laughs> there we go. It's not just us, huh? <laughs> yeah. He said, "Still pick the Panthers to win," since he said the Packers are taking them lightly. <laughs> Dude, that oh. cracked me up. That scouting report. Absolutely love it. Oh, uh, what do you think about that scouting report, uh, Tim? Pretty spot on, right?
0: Uh, spot on, except for the end. Like I like I just said, man. I don't think the Packers are taking taking the Panthers lightly. At least I, I hope. I hope not, man. I mean you got to learn from your mistakes. You know, Jacob brought up a great, great point. They're a better team than the Giants team that beat us on Monday night. And
1: we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase.
0: You know, honestly, Tampa is probably a better team than uh, the Giants as well. Um, But all of these games, when we looked at the schedule, these were, you know, we circled these as wins. So uh, we got to get right, man. We're playing for our season right now. You know, this is for all intents and purposes, a playoff game for this Packers team.
2: Definitely. Jacob, what do you think about that scouting report? Anything you disagree with there? Do you think the Packers are taking them lightly? I don't think they're taking anybody lightly since the Giants, to be honest with you. Oh I don't I don't
3: know, man. I'm just I'm so I'm so jaded now that I just uh I don't I, I don't I'd like to think that we aren't taking them lightly, but again, this is one of those games where if we go into there and we just look flat and if the defense is very um, you know, just looks like they're getting walked over, I'm it's gonna be one of those games where I can't I can't defend Joe Barry, Matt LaFleur, the Green Bay Packers organization, the front office, all that stuff anymore. Because if we – three weeks in a row, if you're basically – like they're, they're giving us a red carpet to try to walk into that that playoff picture. And if we just consistently keep dropping dookies on the ground, I mean, yep. there's only so much that you can take. I'm, I'm looking for them to start strong and, 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 and keep that throughout the game.
0: I think yeah, defensively, a lot great. of times we see the Packers will come out real strong, might even get a turnover or you know a three and out. We look really stout, and then it they just they like fizzle. I don't understand what it what it's been. I, I want to. I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to bring that intensity right out of the gate today. My question is, are they going to do it for for sixty minutes of football? And yeah. and that's the big concern I have. So
3: remember the last okay. time we saw that
0: was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was oh. all gas, no break. I'm telling you, LaFleur needs to bring that back. That's what this team, especially now. I mean, there is no, you know, like all bets are off here. You know, we're regardless of playoffs, we want to finish this season on a high note. You know, you want to win your last three games here. And you can't win three until you win one. And it starts today.
2: Definitely. Red Mo in the chat says perfect. Our uh, pupper, perfect contain on that play. Talking about the cat video. The, the dog really did. He He's the one who made the play go. There's no doubt about it. Red Mo says, and boom, Kit Kat with the sack. Love Thank it. You. And a fumble, Red Mo says. Tad Samato says, fighting a cat is generally not recommended at all. Jake, have you ever had a squad with your cat, bro?
3: Yeah, I did, yeah. It, it's not cool. Uh, <laughs> it's not cool. <laughs> I just startled it. I didn't even do anything. I just, like, stepped on its tail walking in the middle of the night. And it...
2: <laughs> I tell you, cats are hey, nothing to play with, bro. We back home. I remember one time, me and my friend Kyle, we were deer scouting. Right, it was just outside of deer season, so we're walking the logging road scouting. And he had this old hound. His name was Leo. Le- Leo was not scared of anything. I I had seen Leo run up on bears. He wasn't backing down. Leo just like a different breed, man. Right, we're walking down this logging road, and all of a sudden, we hear a wildcat. Back home, we've got wildcats. You know, you guys don't know. Bo- Most people know them as bobcats like a, a, a larger house cat that will, they will fight to the death in a blink. Right. So this thing lets out one of those, it sounds, it sounds like a woman or a baby just screaming (laughs) as loud as they can. Right. So we're walking on this (laughs) garden road and the high ground is over to our right, right up on the strip job, Uh, not the strip club, the strip job, strip mines. Okay. Back (laughs) home. So we're walking down and this thing lets out this scream. And all you see is Leo's tail go between his legs, and he starts walking really fast up the. I was like, okay, this is this is a different animal up here on this ridge. Leo knows. Hashtag <laughs> Leo knows. So uh, we walked out of there back to back, waiting for that thing to clothesline us off of that off of the logging rope. But uh, yeah, it's good times right there. Uh, Doug in the chat says the cat should be fine. I disagree with that, and so is Red Mo. Red Mo says clean hit. Doug impeccable technique. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, Doug in the chat also said earlier, my gut says Barry is going to blitz more, run and pass um, until they get a lead, at which point he'll revert back to himself. I just can't see a boat race, even though there should be one. So, it sounds like Doug, correct me if I'm wrong, Doug. Sounds like you're thinking the Packers are going to win this thing. It should be a boat race, but it's probably going to be a close one, is what it sounds like from Doug there. So, uh, good stuff there. Um, let's see what else we got in the chat. I'm trying to. Do too many things at once here, but we're making it happen. We're gonna, we're gonna I, keep. I'll thing. tell you
0: what. What do you guys think? I think uh, if we win the coin toss, we
2: take the ball, and we put we put the offense out there. What do you guys think? Man, I, I keep going back and forth. I'm eager to hear Jacob's take on this. I've always been a person that's like defer to the second half. That way, you know how aggressive you need to be going into the middle eight, and you get the ball back after halftime. you you keep that little bit of hope instilled. If for some reason you go down by a couple scores, right? Well, Last week though. When the offense comes out in the second half and goes three and out, it's like, man, that's a tough. Look, Jacob. Yeah, what would you give up the score
0: right before half? That doesn't help either.
2: Exactly. It just it was the total total opposite from playing uh, complimentary football. You know, the defense did, I mean, absolutely nothing good all day long, other than a strip sack there, right, forcing the turnover. Right. But um, the offense also just didn't play good complimentary football. Jordan Love just, it's like as the game comes down the stretch. He really turns it on now, like that throw to Reed. Yeah, He has has established so much credit with me now moving forward. It's going to take a lot of Jordan Love doing a lot wrong for me to to turn on him because that dude is just – there's been so many plays this year now that I'm really looking forward as the season wraps up. We're going to kind of dive into some of the highlights and break them down a little bit more. But uh, I don't know. What do you think about that, Jacob? Would you rather have the ball start the game or would you rather have the ball coming out of halftime? I guess I would do it on
3: a case by case scenario. Um, I would go as the head coach. If I'm at LaFleur every game, I would be walking from sideline to sideline, talking to my captains, trying to observe what team, like how they're warming up. Is, are they jacked up? Is Gary literally like chewing nails? Like, is he hopping, you know, at, at, at jumping at the bit basically to get out there? Or am I noticing that uh, for whatever reason, the offense seems like they're not, they're just not clicking? You know what I mean? Like, they, if, I would use that as my, my indicators to what I'm going to do. Typically I'm like you, Clayton. I want to, I want to just, if I could just, if I had to pick one or the other for the whole season, I'd take it in the second half. That's what I'd want. But um, on a game, like, like Tim said, if you can read the emotion of the, of the guys and they're like, I want this, I want the ball. I want to score. Who the heck was that? Was that Matt Hasselbeck in the overtime? (laughs) Yeah. You want the ball and we're going to score. Don't do that. But (laughs) Al Harris was like, (laughs) that's right. Al Harris. Um, (laughs) if, If you want to do that, then if, if, if you if your team is jacked up and they come to me and they're like hey coach i'm i'm about ready to explode off the planet because i'm so jacked up right now then i'd be like all right let's you know give them the ball whatever they want to do i just that's what i do i'd be such a player's coach if i was a coach i'd like to say that i'd be like dan campbell minus you know the playing experience the money about five inches and 50 pounds but other than that i'd be just like <laughs> Dan Campbell.
2: exactly uh, if you guys would hit that like button for us, I know we got a bunch of people in here. If, by hitting that like button, it boosts the algorithm and helps other Packer fans find this channel, find uh, content like this. Really appreciate that hanging out with us here on Christmas Eve morning as we get ready for this uh, 12 noon central, 1 Eastern kickoff sure. right down there in Charlotte. Doug in the chat says, Guys, does a strong gusty wind uh, play a role in the decision? Do you usually want. The win in the first quarter or the fourth quarter you always want the win in the fourth quarter in my opinion there's nothing worse than coming down a stretch in the fourth quarter you're down by two you get inside the 20 and, and you're facing against the wind right and it just throws everything out the window right um so yeah if it's a windy game if it's if it's a windy game what i would do is i would say hey come in all right let's make sure we got the win at our back in the fourth quarter let's start with that um, and maybe just kind of build off of that. Um, so yeah, that's how I would see it. I think that's a great point though, Doug, I I meant to mention that originally and, uh, completely forgot about it. It's something that matters, especially when you're playing in places that are windy, you know, green Bay is kind of a windy place, ain't it, Tim?
0: Yep. And, uh, sometimes you can, you can try and play that game all you want and it won't matter because it'll change directions on you by the time the fourth quarter rolls in or you get some of those, uh, it all depends on how, you know, these stadiums are orientated, you know, like, Sometimes you get that east west, or you get northeast southeast. You get swirls. You get like a little wind swirl. Um, we saw some of that at Lambeau um, last week against Tampa Bay. You know, some of these throws were coming out kind of looking, looking a little off. And you're looking at Jordan, and it's like, no, we had we had a bit of a breeze. There were there was some gusts, and it's it's hard to calculate that, you know. Um, all you can really do is look up at the flags, right? Check your, uh, check your upright flags and, um, your end zone flags and do the best you can, but, you know, don't even,
2: don't even look at that flag on top of the stadium either. Cause it's way different down in that bowl. Isn't it guys? That's like right. When it gets in there and swirls a bit, That's uh, right. Donald Krieger in the chat says 76 people online should be 76 locks. There's actually 94 online right now. So, um, it, you know, to echo his sentiment there, uh, of course, Donald, you've been a little aggressive in here. He's like, listen, boys, y'all don't. You don't hit that like button while you're in here, you know. Oh, we're gonna give him some there all day long. So uh, hit that like button for us, guys. We appreciate y'all doing that. I hate asking, but it does help. I've uh I've been scolded enough from the people who are helping me with this podcast. Going Clayton, they don't care that you ask for a like. Just say it. So there, I said it. Get off my back. Worse than Mandy staring at the trash can? Going, you gonna take this out, or is it gonna take itself out? All right. Which, by the way, she hooked me up with this garb here. Okay, last second, I said, Mandy, you got I can. Lot necklace or something I'm gonna wear. She poured like three out of her pocket. Too. Said, Which one? Line? Yeah. <laughs> she said, "I got a headband. Kind of looks like the statue." I'm. Like, I ain't wearing no headband. Get off my back. So. Um, There you go. Let's see. um, uh, We covered the Matt Schneidman tweet. Let's go to this right here. I know uh, we got kind of excited. I want to get uh, Jacob's take on this. Uh, Packers elevated wide receiver Bo Melton and safety Benny Sapp the third from the practice squad for tomorrow's game at Carolina. Obviously, that was last night that that got tweeted out. Just want to kind of point out some of the elevations. Might tip off the game plan a bit. We talked about Bo Melton a little bit, Jacob. I can't remember your take on Bo. Do you think Bo's one of those guys that could be in Green Bay long-term, or do you think it's just uh, just kind of a fill-in-the-gap kind of guy for right now? I was big on Bo
3: Melton. If I remember correctly, he's a Rutgers guy. Is that yeah,
2: correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I remember bro. you talking about him,
3: yeah. I was high on him. I thought he might be one of those late-round guys that could sneak on a, a, a team. and But with the Packers, they're just so deep at wide receiver. I think that right now he's probably just a, a special fill-in of the week. Um I would, I'm pulling for him. I think that he's shifty and he could be a real kind of gadgety type player. I just, I don't know. Um, I I'd like for him. I actually am more excited to see Benny Sapp. I, I I liked what I saw from him and the limited things we've seen in the OTAs and practices. And whenever he, I think he was, was he a late addition that came over from someone else? Or I can't remember when we ever, we, Thought he was on a practice squad
2: at the beginning of the year, he yeah. He was de- he's definitely been on a practice squad, yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember exactly. There's so many of those wide receivers that blend together, man. And did like, y'all get into the injury? Did, have we gotten into who's going and who's not? Yeah, oh, yeah, you wasn't in here. Let's uh, let's hit on that real quick. It's, it's definitely important. Um, SW line 16 says, looks like nice weather in Charlotte, light wind, so that's good news. you were talking about you know, kind of the wind playing a factor sometimes, not a big deal. Let's see, we had the inactives if I can find it real quick um bang i think that's it yeah so Jair alexander is active jacob he returns after six game sideline with a shoulder injury this is from matt schneidman alexander playing in his hometown of charlotte for the first time since high school aj Dillon will also play with a broken thumb in actors are christian watson Jaden reed's huge uh devondre campbell we expected darnell savage we kind of expected caleb jones brenton cox and rochelle so yeah the big ones there the big three in my opinion big four i guess if you want to include savage uh watson reed campbell and savage now I, like I was saying earlier in the week, Jacob, I want to see Tay Wicks at number one receiver, man. Give him give him the majority of the looks. Let's see. Let's see if he can legit be that number one receiver. Right. But uh, what do you think about the Enactus, man?
3: I mean, I, at this point? Yeah. So when I see we Reed and Watson out, um, I really do think ball Melton could actually be up there. You'd have to assume that it'd be what uh, Wicks with Dobbs at the other. You'd have probably Torrey and Melton then in the slot, and then whoever's you, that fourth receiver, right? Don't forget about Malik Heath now.
0: Oh, I'm,
2: Malik Heath. dude! How yeah, far that's far what I'm saying. Man. There's so many receivers that feel the same, don't they, Jacob? It's like yeah. – and, and every one of them – there's none of them you go, ah, yeah, he's playing. It's I think like, that's
0: why it's so impressive that Bo made the practice squad um, because he got hurt late in camp. Yeah. And I remember being so, so sad for him because he was just starting to kind of kind of come up a little bit towards the end of training camp, and then he then he ended up hurt. Um, I'm glad he
3: ended up on the practice squad, and here we go. Who's, who's running the end of rounds? Because Watson and Reed aren't there. Who's doing the end arounds? You think that's, that's probably – That's got to be Wicks, right? I would I, think it's I, did, it. I can see yeah. if they tried making Bo do some crazy stuff, though. Hey, Me, too.
2: Bo's, Me too. Bo's a dog, too. He's going to lower that head, man.
3: And what you know, if they did – I mean, it might sound crazy, but Malik Heath at that, like, prototypical X, and you let Wicks and Dobbs kind of sneak around, and then you have uh, Melton doing some kind of sneaky – like what if they start doing like weird orbit motion with Melton and really just kind of throwing weird wrenches in there? Because I I don't know. I I that was I can't believe I forgot about Malik Keith. That makes me feel so horrible about myself.
0: I think with Dylan going with the broken thumb today, I think we're gonna see him utilized a lot in Pass Pro. So yeah, you know, I maybe maybe we run some interesting stuff back there with
3: uh Dylan as an extra blocker. And this could be one of those games too, where it's just all of a sudden we forget that Aaron Jones is really good. Getting
2: ready to say that, bro. Yeah, because Matt Lafleur pointed it out all week. It's like, well, he he mentioned it, and then the media pointed it out. He's he has no injury designation at all. Like he's not even on the. So so
0: maybe Jonesy is our uh, jet motion
2: guy today. Love that guy, man. Just uh, I I want to see them get him a ring so bad. I know. And it, it, I, I keep spending other people's money here, but I'm like, if it takes a pay cut, he'll probably hang around for two more years if he continues to take pay cuts, right? But uh, it, at some point, I don't blame him either if he's like, man, I'm out here putting my body on the line. I need to cash in one more time. Uh, his question is, who's going to give it to him, right? But he's he's a Packer through and through, man. His jersey, unfortunately, is behind the tree back here. One of my most prized possessions, man. Just the way that he supports our military, supports our military, uh, coming from a military family, and just always mentioning, you know, how much he appreciates the people who continue to put their life on the line to serve our country and give us the freedom to do a stupid show like this every day is just uh, just absolutely. You know ongoing. what
3: I? think of when i think of him which there's so many moments there's the his dad's locket remember the trainer went out there till three in the morning trying to find it him talking about how his dad meant so much to him his mom all that kind of stuff but with with me um it was oh god i can't remember what the game it was uh it was one of the games where uh it was at was it after his dad passed away it was kind of like that brett Favre esque moment where he was just so humble and like he teared up at the end of it and like he just seemed like the nicest person in the whole world like him and i think he has it doesn't he have a twin brother or a brother yep. that's right around yeah, yeah. alvin
2: right alvin. i was just gonna
3: say alvin yeah dude it just it made me literally pull for him so much and then the other thing was that, i don't know if you guys remember it had to be this year don tavian wicks i don't know if it was a fumble or he dropped like a key first down that the drive ended and there's a clip of don tavian wicks walking off the sideline and his head is just hanging down aaron jones walks up to him pushes him grabs his head picks his head up and literally it just goes like you never hang your head like keep like literally took his head picked it up wiped him off and was like you're good dude
2: like it, yeah what you're telling him is when i watched it what what he's telling him in that moment is look bro we're already past it mm-hmm. you're our guy yep. you're our guy we've got your back let's go i'll pick up the slack don't worry about it let's go and,
0: like, and then at the end of that play too when they went to the bench you saw Rome come over and and put his arm around him too. And you had Jones sitting on one side and Romeo Dobbs on the other. And you just see veteran leadership, inspiring leadership in young guys too, which was another interesting thing about that play. So you talk about a guy who brings so much to your locker room. That's, that's Aaron Jones right there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Let's see here. Badger trio said win today. And if the Titans beat Seattle, we control our own destiny. So if we were to look at that, just games to kind of watch today. Um, I'm going to get a little closer to the camera. I apologize, but really what you're looking at is Indy at at Atlanta at one o'clock. Uh, obviously, you want Indy to win that. One. At least I do. You may see it different, wanting Atlanta to win the division. You know what have you? Obviously, Green Bay at Carolina is a one o'clock kickoff. You got Detroit at Minnesota one o'clock kickoff. We're all Lions fans today, guys. There's no two ways about it. We want the Vikings to get beat down as much as possible. Uh, Detroit are actually they're actually three point favorites in that game too. So uh, hopefully. Hopefully they can go up into US Bank Stadium and get that dub. Um, then you got Seattle at Tennessee, the one everybody's talking about. Seattle is uh, three point favorites even on the road at Tennessee. We need Tennessee to pull off that upset, guys. Got to have that upset there. That'll help as well. The reason I mentioned all this, uh, obviously Jacksonville at Tampa. You want Jacksonville to win that game. Um, like I said, I was kind of pulling for uh, uh, pulling for Dallas there uh, at Miami, but um, yeah. So when we look at this, right, the standings. This is why it's so important. I appreciate you bringing this up, Badger Trio. Um, let's see here. Let me hide that. So, Minnesota, right? Minnesota's in the seventh seed. The sixth seed is the LA Rams. We've got the tiebreaker over the LA Rams. We play Minnesota. So, if Minnesota loses today and then we beat Minnesota, we're in the drop. You know what I mean? We we can really control our own destiny there. So, we got we need Detroit to win that game. The other one there, Seattle, right? Uh Tennessee or Seattle at Tennessee at 7 and 7. If they drop one, we somehow some way get uh, the win today, you see, we're all right back in the mix, right? Like, and with Green Bay, Tim, we've talked about it. They've got to win out first and foremost, right? Yep. And, and I don't think at any point this year it was LaFleur or anyone else looking at the schedule going, Oh, well, we can lose this one because that team, that's not how it works. We got it as a fan base, though. So just, uh, just some games to kind of keep your eye on there for sure. So, um, that Minnesota game next week and then Chicago, bro, it's going to be a fun finish, whether you make the playoffs or not. And, and Lord knows, I hope they do, but whether you make the playoffs or not, man, it's going to be a, a great finish. If you guys would hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this content, find this channel. We appreciate y'all supporting us, hanging out with us here on this Christmas Eve. Oh, uh, Badger Tree on the, in the chat says, true, Omer, but it helps. It's in Tennessee. It definitely does. It's going to be a tough one, though. Seattle's been playing good here lately. I'm sure that's what Omer was saying. Ray in the chat said, appreciate you guys even doing this. Darn sure we'll like it. Appreciate you hitting that like button, man. And, uh, and thanks for hanging out with us, man. It would be this would not be near as fun if we looked up and there were seven people watching. The fact that we got 117 in here with us hanging out, you probably got family, you know, uh, in and out of the house today. Like us, you probably, I've already had three chocolate cookies, which Mandy made some cookies this morning, boys. It, it was like a brownie. Like it was that texture. Oh, I hurt myself. I've had two cups of coffee. I probably already slammed 700 calories before 10 a.m. You know what I'm saying? So you God. playing today, Clayton? Oh, God. Yes. God. Yeah. you ready to suit up. Need to go out there and run a couple laps around the around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like here, Derek K says a special request. He just wants to hear a little bit of this.
0: It's John Deere Green. On a hot summer night, he rode Billy Bob Love Charlene.
2: So we got A.J. Dillon back today with that broken thumb, man. Um, we got to put the, the A.J. Dillon slander to bed. And, you know, I, I wasn't on, I wouldn't say I was on board with it, but there was times like, man, do you, do you re-sign him? Bro, he is, given how bad the offensive line has run blocked this year, and they would be the first to tell you that too. That's not me trying to knock the old line. You get the confirmation from Mike Wall and others watching the tape that I trust, um, AJ Dillon, I want him in Green Bay for the next four years. Get that dude, get that dude a contract. You don't have to break the bank. You kidding me? If there's anybody who's going to be willing to take a lesser contract, it's going to be AJ Dillon. We'll the big done. thing for me. Said it. The big thing for me, bro, is him in the passing game this year. Tim, he's gotten so much better in the passing game, man. I mean, more sure-handed, cutting up field, eyes downfield as soon as he gets the ball in his hands. Um, I'm excited to see him take that aspect of his game to the next level.
0: And you know, when he gets the motor going, when he catches that ball in the flat and turns up field, he's not juking anybody. He's running right over you. He's running right over you or right through you. And um, yeah, that's just another addition to his game. Um, You know, we always talked about him um, as a guy that kind of does the, the things that don't always show up on the stat line. Um, You know, they're not always noticed. But those little things constantly add up, and one thing AJ Dillon has been is consistent, and uh, that's something that this young team needs. And I'm with you, Clayton. I'd like to see him. Uh, I'd like to see him be a Packer for life, for sure.
2: Definitely, no doubt about it. Uh, Let's go back to the chat here. Oh, I lost it. Oh, no. Let's go to Doug's chat, and then we'll get back to uh, Sideline Report. I really wanted to hit on that, unless I could find it real quick. Where is it at? Yeah, here we go, since we're on the topic. Sideline Report said, All of the teams the Packers need to lose play the early games. Hopefully the Vikings, Seahawks, and Falcons lose. So, there you go. Sideline Report's done a great job kind of keeping us informed. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter. Put your Twitter handle in here, too, dude. And uh, make sure you guys go subscribe to his YouTube channel when you get a chance, as well. Um, But uh, he's done a good job kind of keeping us up to date with, all right, here's uh, here's the games that you, you want to kind of keep up with and, and who you're rooting for and against. So uh, let's all be uh, trolls today on Bocking, Seahawks, and Falcons, right? And uh, every now and again, you got to play the bad guy, right, Jacob? you got to get out there and be the troll. Oh, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> like, I embrace it. You're
3: hey, can me. I ask you guys a question? Yeah, man. What's up? In the poll in the chat here, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Yes. In my opinion, yes, obviously. Yes.
2: Man, you guys see – I I was just about as as quickly going to say no. Um, And the reason being, listen, what do you think of when you think of a Christmas movie? What do you celebrate? First of of all, it it amazes me how people don't even understand what you're celebrating. It's in the name, but anyway. Um, What do you think of when you think of a Christmas movie? Bruce Willis. (laughs) <laughs> you lying bastard. You lying bastard. Santa. You think of, I, the first thing that comes to mind for me for a Christmas movie, you got you got you know the you got the ones that tug at the heartstring, obviously, and you got kind of the comedies from the from the 90s. You think of Christmas vacation, you think of Home Alone, the original Home Alone. Home Alone 2 was good too, right? Jingle all the way. Um, what's that? Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way, man. Get, who told you you could have my cookies? Right. <laughs> Like that's the worst Arnold Schwarzenegger. I wasn't mention anybody. <laughs> <laughs> little Southern Tennessee or a little northeastern Tennessee swang on it there. Um Those are what I think of. I think of movies that make you laugh, make you happy, make you know it's fun. I don't think of guys uh, crawling around barefooted in an air duct, bleeding all over themselves, and then knocking someone off a skyscraper. Don't get me wrong; it's a good movie, but I don't I don't see it as a Christmas movie. The whole movie is about a Christmas party. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, Tim. Akamoto.
3: Okay. Uh, yeah. Lights,
2: and this is very live, live on YouTube. Here's my response. I'm really again. excited, and next minute, you know, I'm laying on the floor hurting.
0: And if you watch <laughs> Die Hard and you're not laughing, you're
2: doing it wrong, man. <laughs> I will say that it is a good movie. It is. I just don't classify it as a Christmas movie now. As far as Bruce Willis uh you know obviously going through some some health issues right now what an awesome guy dude I mean he yep. put some bangers out there over the over oh, yeah the, right great actor um you know who who is like the Bruce Willis of today it's it's hard to think of anyone right you know it's kind well, of what's like funny no is thing.
0: he almost wasn't even cast in that movie you know he was like a tv you know comedy or like romantic comedy kind of actor at the time you know the Bruce Willis the action dude was definitely born with die hard for sure. I think yeah. that spawned his whole whole action movie kind of career, man.
3: God, I, I love, love fiction. him in alt-fiction. That's my favorite Bruce Willis. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Zed's dead, baby. Zed's yeah
2: dead. <laughs> uh, this is cracking me up in the chat. Now, Derek K says, Rambo, the first one, when they're in the police station, there's Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, all Here right. We go. Here we go. I'm telling <laughs> you this. You, you did this, Tim. This is your fault. Dakota said, Die Hard is the best in the Christmas action genre. <laughs> I think it's the only one, right? I like Carl Winslow hanging out in that movie. That's too. What I was right? going to say,
3: dude. It. Family Matters was out there just helping him out.
2: <laughs> oh man. Red Moe said, if half the premise is Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Damn, right. There you
3: go, Red
0: Moe. I, I am, uh,
2: I am greatly outnumbered here in this, uh, this conversation. Drew D.C. Clayton is a purist or as Mandy refers to a stick in the mud. That's what she calls me <laughs> all the time. So I'm just the, uh, Clayton Most said, "It's a world wonderful
0: world
3: life, or it's nothing."
2: <laughs> uh
3: if you guys really want to have fun, I think the best thing to do is go and watch any of the Office Christmas episodes. Oh yeah, we've uh, been Scott. doing Happy that. birthday, Santa! Sorry, your party's so long. <laughs> no, happy birthday, Jesus! Sorry, your party's <laughs> yeah, so your
2: party's. So long. <laughs> Dude, those, those Christmas specials. The the was that the Ben Hani Christmas? No, that wasn't. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, they're absolutely excellent. So well, I got Stanley tickets to see Lewis. Lewis Black as a Christmas gift. <laughs> right. I'm not sure if that was the best idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. As we get ready to wrap this big bear up, uh, well, D asks, is trading Spaces a Christmas movie? I don't even know. What is trading. What is trading places? Trading, trading places.
0: places. I don't know it? about that. Maybe.
2: I don't even know. I don't think I've seen trading places. Well, I have
0: the premise. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. Spaces.
2: Trading places. Okay. It is trading places. He just corrected. Okay. Gotcha. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. What, what have you seen it, Jacob? No, no, all right, there you go. There's your homework for tonight as you're passed out on a carb coma from all the snacks you're eating tonight put on Trading Places, okay? I, I don't know why, but when I hear Trading Places, I think of Steve Martin. Am I Am I thinking Steve Martin was in that or is I don't know. Anyway, there's people right now going, this is supposed to be Packers talk. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> bro look at the necklace. Look at Tim's sweater. You think we're going to be serious about anything on here? This is the stupidest <laughs> show on the internet right here. Oh, man. <laughs> Adam in the chat says, if it's cold in the movie, then it's a Christmas movie, apparently. Oh,
3: boy. See, here we go. Donald's asking, are we doing a post game? Yeah, I Donald's going to
2: put, put okay. us against the gun here. So here's the plan. We got a little tradition. Um, as soon as I wrap this up, we're going to go grab lunch. It, as soon as I get back, I'm going to do a post game show. Okay. So it may not be immediately following the game. I'm going to keep Tim and Jacob in the loop for that um, in case you guys are available. Um, it may be, you know, it might be right after the game. It might be three hours after the game, but we will do a post game show. It just won't be, you know, we like to get, unfortunately, this year, we like to get the instant reaction right of the game. Um, and uh, obviously, probably won't be able to do that today, but we will be, uh, we will be back later on this evening, afternoon, late afternoon with a post game. Show All right. So yeah, that wasn't the one I was thinking of. Mike Hebering says in the chat, Trading Places is Eddie Murphy. Anything Eddie Murphy, I like. I know that man. Eddie Murphy's just
0: that open one might qualify if we're going with the half the premise of the movie rule. <laughs> that one might that
2: one might sneak in. Uh sideline report says, Do you guys think Joe Barry's defense will give up more than 20 points today? Let's go around the horn with that question. Um, I'll answer it first. Usually the initial reaction is is the correct reaction. Um, you you guys know being the stick in the mud that I am, I want to immediately give caveats like, okay, well, if they do this, if they do that, if they play like last week, absolutely not. There is no scheme on the face of the earth that would have that performance be successful from last week. You can't miss tackles. You can't blow coverages and assignments. You can't uh, pre-snap a line that poorly and expect to beat anybody in the league. With that being said, I like their chances of bouncing back and not giving up more than 20 points today. But another thing that's going to come into play are things like we talked about coming out in the third quarter and going three and out. What is the offense going to do with the ball, right? Are they going to turn the ball over? Are they? If, if we win the turnover differential, if the offense doesn't have one single turnover today, I feel really good about them holding the Carolina under 20 points. I do. But let's go around the horn. Tim, what do you think, man? What's your prediction? More or less than 20 points today by the defense? I'm going to be positive. I'm going to say
0: less. I'm not going to put a number on it, but I think they will. I think uh maybe a tutter and a couple field goals today. I think we get a good performance out of our defense. And you know, Jacob talked about Carolina's defense being good. And if you look at the numbers, they spend a lot of time on the field. I'm all for that. I want RD to three and outs all day. You know, let's get plus one, plus two if we can, and just keep Jordan loving the offense on that on the field and make, make that Carolina defense earn it today. That I, I really do. I think defensively, man, we can limit the scores. We know that we tighten up in the red zone. I mean, we must have forgot about that last week for some reason. But you know, the identity of this defense does it, it all year. They've been tightening, tightening up every time you get near the red zone. Um, so I, I really do. I think a lot of field goals are going to be kicked by Carolina today, and not a lot of tutters. So go pack, go defense gets it done.
2: Mike Heber in the chat says twenty four seventeen Panthers. So yes. Um, Let's see here. Badger Trio says if the Packers come out flat versus the worst team in social uh, in, in NFL, social media is going to explode. I don't think anything can explode any worse than it did last week, to be honest with you, man. It was it was so ugly. Uh Donald Krieger on the in the chat says 27-13. I'm assuming he's saying Packers. Badger Trio says 27 to 10 and specifies he's got the Packers there 27 to 10. Sideline report says my prediction for this game is Packers 24, Panthers 14. Jacob, what do you think, man? They holding them to under 40 or under 40. Or let's hope so. Under 20 points today. <laughs> um
3: Packers, but I think that really very easily that you could swap the winner of
2: that game, same score, and I wouldn't be surprised. Got it. There you go. That's fair. All right, let's end it with a quick video from Packers Daily. This is uh, Mike Spofford and Wes Heikowitz uh, with their final thoughts on the game. Let's play this video. We'll get some parting thoughts and get you guys out of here as we're uh, closing in on what we're roughly 35, 45 minutes away from kickoff. Here we go.
4: West, we're spending Christmas Eve in Carolina, why not? Packers and (laughs) Panthers, time for final thoughts. Weston, what's at stake?
5: Mike, very simply, the Green Bay Packers playoff hopes. Back-to-back losses, obviously last week, a difficult one at Lambeau Field. This is their opportunity to stay in this chase. We just saw the Los Angeles Rams pick up their eighth victory of the season. Several other teams are in contention as well. Green Bay has to do their part to stay in this thing. Yeah,
4: and it sounds like the Packers need to win out to really give themselves a chance, and you can't win them all unless you win the first one. Wes, who's heating up? Presented by Aurora Heated Apparel. Dontavian Wicks, the
5: Packers' rookie fifth-round pick, has been exceptional so far this season. 16 explosive catches on the air. That leads the Packers. 15.7 yards per catch. That leads all NFL rookies. And the Green Bay Packers very well could need him even more in this game against Carolina. Wicks has been super impressive out of the gate, and I'm excited to see more.
4: Yeah, almost had 100 yards last week as well. My guy's on the defensive side, and it's on the interior of the defensive line, Kenny Clark. I know it was a rough day for the Packer's defense last week. But Clark, he balled out. He had two sacks of Baker Mayfield. He now has a career-high six and a half sacks with still three games to go. And the Carolina Panthers have given up their share of sacks this year. Watch for number 97 in the middle. West, I say the Packers win this game if they can play with a lead. And I'm not talking about three points or six points. The Packers need to build a significant lead. It's how they beat the Detroit Lions. It's how they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And the defense is coming off of a bad day. Let them play from in front rather than playing from behind. I think that's been the formula for the Packers to get their biggest victories this year. And that's what they need to do in this one.
5: Totally, Mike. And for me, I just think the Green Bay Packers have to get after Bryce Young, the rookie first round pick. He's had a tough year so far. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in more than a month. And also 54 sacks so far this season for the Carolina Panthers. Green Bay didn't take advantage of that against the Giants with Tommy DeVito. They have to get home against Young. Yeah,
4: no question about it. And with that, we'll sign off on this edition of Final Thoughts. Be sure to follow all of our coverage of Sunday's game from Carolina on Packers.com and on all of your social media channels. Thanks for watching everybody. Merry Christmas and enjoy the ball game.
2: Love it, man. Wes Hykowitz, Mike Spopper do an absolutely phenomenal job. You guys can check that video out. Like I said, Packers Daily, uh, packers.com, their YouTube channel. You can go to their Twitter account. Make sure you guys give it a like, uh, you know, retweet it, all that good stuff. Let's show them support. They do just a phenomenal job. Uh, Carson Cal- Caldwell in the chat says, Wicks, 80-plus yards and two touchdowns today. I like it, man. I like it. Doug earlier in the chat said, I think Melton would run a lot of deep routes Watson would normally take. I could see that. He's got strong hands, especially that deep dig. That's his route, man. That, that deep dig and just let let three little boys hit that grown man, and he just they bounce off of him, he's good to go, right? Got, got strong hands, especially with catching traffic, no doubt. Derek K. in the chat says, two sacks LVM, three sacks Bain, two sacks Kenny. Let's go. You come out with seven sacks and hold them to under 14 points, they're still going to hate Joe Berry. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> it sucks to have a game where there's no – it's just lose-lose. You know what I mean? It, and, uh, Joe yeah. Berry would have to shut him
3: out, have 10 sacks, cure cancer. And somehow they'd still be like, I don't think he's
2: It's so true, man. <laughs> Goat Mike Fitness in the chat says, Gary bounces back for six sacks. Dang. Hey, sign me up. I'll take shoot. Good, Derek man. K says, John Ballantyne with a pick. I'm loving the optimism in here today, today guys. Uh, Larry in the chat says, 30 to 16 Packers. There you go. Absolutely love it. So, um, all right, that's it. Just want to do one quick thing as we get ready to get out of here. You guys hit that like button for us so other Packer fans can find this channel, find this content. <laughs> We appreciate you. What'd you see, Jacob? Now I got to go back to the chat every time. I go says, ahead, Jacob,
3: you he forgot he's got to bring peace to the Middle East as well. So, yeah. <laughs> that, there you go. Naval will think about right. bringing him back.
2: <laughs> you love it. All right. Let's see. Uh, right here, guys. Just want to raise a little bit of awareness. Let me get that comment off real quick. So, uh, Matt Ramage, if you guys go to his Twitter, you can go to my Twitter as well. The tweet that's pinned at the top of the page is uh, – to help Aria with her battle against leukemia. Okay. Um, basically this, this little girl is, uh, is battling leukemia. She's having to go through treatment. Her, uh, her dad's having to take off her work so she can, he can be there with her. He doesn't get paid for missing work for that. Just a tough time for this family. If you guys want to be a blessing and no better time to be a blessing than uh, around the holidays, you know what I mean? Take, does it, does it fix the problem? Absolutely not. Does it remove the fear of having a child go through this? Absolutely not. But if you could take just a small percentage of the stress off a of family, it, it, it goes so far guys it Goes so far. Now that goal, I think we are closing in on reaching it. Here's my, here's I think the,
0: we, I think we did. I think it's, I think it's exceeded the 5,000, uh, which, as is, of good, this which morning, is good. It,
3: it exceeded it, but that's not even close to what they're going to need. That, Absolutely, you know, That was just an arbitrary number that they put up and, um, yeah, it, it's going to be probably five. Times
2: just back. like any goal, don't just hit the goal, blow it out of the damn water. Torch okay. it. Let's torch it. So, uh, like Matt had pointed out, we actually, uh, in honor of or, uh, you know, for Net Podcast Network, we donated an autographed Paul Horning jersey. Okay. This is autographed by Paul, Paul Horning. It's the uh, Packers' home green Beckett style jersey. It's got all the accolades stitched. Um, at the bottom too, like, you know, all of the awards he won. Actually, it's this one right here, same exact jersey right back there. Um, so anyone who donates to this, just as a thank you, will be entered into a contest to win that autographed jersey. That's why we're not doing a giveaway this week on the post-game show. Appreciate all the YouTube members. We're just going to kind of, like I said, take take a week or two off, and let's make sure we can help this little girl and her family, uh, Aria and her family, kind of take some of the stress off. What you say, Jake?
3: Just one other thing. If you guys are like me, and I I hate that you have to be like this nowadays, but if for whatever reason you're skeptical that this could be a scam, this could be something, Matt Ramage works with the gentleman's, uh, this Aria's father, I believe, and knows personally that this is a real person, a real story. So, yeah, man. Honestly, if you guys want to feel super good, anything, a dollar, five bucks, 20 bucks, 100 bucks on Christmas, I swear, after you send that, it's it's not going to make you feel bad. It's going to make you feel
2: pretty darn good. I promise you that. For sure. sideline report said, "Pray for this little girl." Absolutely. It's what I love about our community. Love about uh the chat here. Look, we love to talk ball. We get as heated as anyone. You guys seen it got messy last week with the uh, with the Joe berry talk. But at the end of the day, it's football, man. And and I have people DM me, email me that get mad that I'm not. Well, you're you're too you're too positive, and you just look at the pot. Absolutely, I'm not going to go through football season being miserable. We're going to see it. We're going to say it. Here's what went wrong. And we're gonna move on and have a good time. That's what we're gonna do on this show. So uh, we just appreciate all of you guys and gals being a part of it and letting us be a, a small part of your day. We really appreciate it. Uh, Mike Hebering, want to give you a special thanks for the super chat, buddy. You're always supporting the stream. It means the world to us. We'll play this one more time. Just that post game. Actually, let's just let's do this one one more time, real quick. Oh, he finished so strong, dude. You got to love it. Yeah. And then, of course, the posting. Really excited. And the next minute, you know, I'm laying on the floor hurting. That needs to be brush Young today. One minute I was excited, and the next minute I'm laying on the floor hurting. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good <laughs> accent. That you. was a good impression. Watched that 500 times today. I better have it down. So. All right, we're out of here. Tim, thank you, buddy, as always, man. Appreciate you hopping on here, man. Merry Christmas, Jacob. Thank you, bud. It's so good to see you back in here. I know you're extremely busy, and when you carve out time, it means the world to us. We'll be back for a post game show. Not sure what time. It'll definitely be this evening sometime. I may surprise you pop up, and uh, you never know, man. Family might get into a fight, and we cancel the lunch. You never know around here. You know what I'm saying? It's Tennessee. People down here drinking whiskey at 10 a.m. Arguments happen. All right, so uh, they're doing that in
0: Wisconsin too. Don't worry. 7 a.m. Probably <laughs> brandy slush at 7 a.m. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> love it. All right, we're out of here, guys. Thank y'all so much for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world, and go, Pack go.